Hello, and welcome to Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. That's where we get the little shortened version, NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. That's really, really long. So we're going to go with the truncated uh, version of that, NARC. And we are troopers, soldiering on, putting on our combat boots, marching into war for the fight for our life and our soul, following narcissistic abuse. Today, we're going to talk about, <clears throat> well, this is a letter to potential new partners for those of us who have been in relationships with disordered, mentally uh, unwell people. You know, being on the receiving end of narcissistic abuse is like wearing a scarlet letter, <clears throat> A, for abused, not for that other word, potential dating prospects, which are scarce anyway uh, these days. They, they, these potential people run away like we are possessed. And, you know, in a way, we are. So... Here's my letter to, to any potential prospect for a new uh, partner. So uh, I should post this to whatever dating profile I may or may not have. And uh, so they can just read this and skip the, <laughs> you know, the discovery, the discovery part. <clears throat> so it says, dear potential prospect, I get it. When you know what we have experienced in a relationship with a full-blown, legit narcissist, your knee-jerk reactions is that, you know, we must be damaged, crazy, toxic, ruined, baggage, um, broken, hopeless. So you do what any cautious person would do. You run away. I thought about changing my name ending my endless stream of articles and podcasts and social media posts and Quora and YouTube and all of these responses and things that are, you know, creating constant content about narcissists and about what they do to you. But, you know, that would just imply that I am guilty of something um, or that I have something to feel ashamed or something to hide? Well, I'm not guilty, and the shame is not mine. What do you think is going to happen if you get too close? Catch fire because I am a conflagration of pain and sadness and anger all rolled into a wall of flames that burn out of control like a wildfire. Um... You know, are you afraid you will be sucked out to sea because I am a powerful, swirling, churning force of, of nature, like a riptide or a cyclone <clears throat> or a typhoon or a king tide or something like that? Have you not noticed that everything in our world is coming apart at the seams, unraveling, devolving, collapsing, failing, changing, and folding in on itself. Watch the people all around you. Look at their blank faces, their sad shuffle and stooped postures, 
the isolation that shrouds them like a cloak of invisibility. Their fear is palpable, and their anger is evident in every word and deed. And yet, I am judged for accepting a mentally disordered person into my life, for loving them in sickness and health. I am stigmatized as a dangerous and tragic figure. I am pushed aside to make way for the simple, mindless ones with saccharine sweet voices and a secret recipe for tater tot casserole. Steer clear of the waters that run deep in torrents of passion, intellect, and insight. They know too much, have seen too much, and have endured too much. All of that must somehow diminish you, or so you must think. And sure, I made mistakes. People got hurt. Things went down. And when the smoke cleared, I had no choice but to get up off the ground and tend to my injuries. I have been doing triage and healing my wounds for a good while now, almost five years, and it's time to move on. I thought about gluing some false eyelashes on and getting my nails done, which is something I never do, buying something pastel or flowery to offset my wardrobe of black and muted colors, maybe even cut my long, wild hair and style it into a Jane Fonda mane of poofiness and decorum. And heaven forbid, I even considered the possibility of shoes with heels and other stylish feminine features. I don't own any, but maybe that's what I need to do is go buy a pair of those, some stilettos. But, you know, who are we kidding? That's not who I am. I am in my 60s, and clearly that is a deal breaker for most men, just the fact of my age. Men my age are dating women in their 30s and 40s, and nobody wants a saggy, leaky, puffy, droopy, crepey, wrinkly old woman with too many miles and seldom serviced or maintained. Think of it this way. I am a box. And I am wrapped in gently worn, elegantly exotic paper. There are newer, shinier boxes wrapped in sparkling new, new things and, <clears throat> you know, so fresh that it's crisp and perfect. Um, maybe a little plain uh, and basic, but that's okay. If you choose the box that is a little bit tattered and worn, you will open it to discover that it's filled with gold and treasures beyond your imagination. The other very beautiful package holds little packets of seed and dirt that require years of growth and nurturing in order to develop anything that would be formidable enough to rival the wealth that I possess that is ripe and ready right now, not after years of cultivation, right? The harvest is upon us. Assuming that you are no spring chicken either, or barnyard cock of the walk, you might not have the time to reap all those benefits and harvest what will be a long time coming with a 
newer, prettier um, uh, package. And then there is the morality issue. When did you decide that forever love and fidelity and monogamy were simply outdated concepts that never worked anyway? I hear that argument. When did you ditch your dream of a decent life with a home and a yard and, and, and maybe solar in place of a non-stop burning man sex positivity that tells you to let your freak flag fly and abandon anything that does not serve you? You must have surrendered those values since you see no problem whoring around with multiple partners and transforming dating into hookup culture. Let's just play house and see what happens. I have heard countless time from these gentlemen prospects. No thanks. I don't want to play house. I want to have the real thing. There is nothing more repulsive than being groped or being cornered and having some stranger try to stick his tongue down your throat. It is disgusting and nasty. I refuse to swap spit with anyone until mutual trust and respect has laid the foundation to build a fire that will warm both of us through the ages. Maybe you have given up on real love and commitment, but I have not. I thought I had it all. A candy-coated life with all the shiny, glittery parts and background music cue in all the right moments. But it wasn't real, not with a narcissist. And years later, I realize I want that life, only with someone who is sane, empathetic, moral, and authentic, not disordered, maladapted, dysregulated, and mentally impaired. So where are you, normal guys, neurotypicals, people with any kind of ethics or morals? A man with traditional values and enough compassion and insight to value what I have endured, to see it as a test of character and resilience that I have passed with flying colors. Unlike a narcissist who never learns or accepts the truth, I have worked diligently like the warrior that I am, to heal my lifetime of wounds in order to become healthy and whole. That speaks to my strength and should be admired in awe that I have managed to walk through the fires and swim out of the riptides and get to safety. I want to meet someone who understands that and sees it as a triumph and values a woman who is capable of mustering such grit who can take a licking and keep on ticking, who never gave up on love or hope or faith that sustain her. Do not be threatened by my power and grace. I wear it with humility. Just because I am intelligent, still reasonably attractive, oh yes, I am, and financially independent, isn't that a plus? Culturally refined, Mm -hmm. with the arts and everything, and linguistically gifted. All of that does not diminish you in any way. And while all the good things about me should be enough, I feel that I'm missing something. Although I can be independent and self-sufficient, I want a partner 
to share my life with. Why does it seem like nobody wants that anymore? It's a revolving door of micro pairings and flings. They are all chasing their best life and their best self at the exclusion of everyone who doesn't serve their best interest at the moment right now in the way that they think they need it. Are we not on the same path and headed in the same direction? Do we not celebrate one another's triumphs and victories? Can we not celebrate what we have each overcome and to get to the place where we are, where we can finish this journey together with dignity, respect, trust, and virtue till death do we part? I would not hesitate to consider a man who has overcome tremendous obstacles in his life. One event or bad decisions does not define you. Sober for many years now after battling addiction, that's a win and does not make you less. It's all part of the lessons that you needed to learn to have the growth and wisdom that you now possess and would never have received had it not been for this trial by fire kind of challenge that you had to get through. With each moment that you hesitate and react with fear and doubt, a beautiful possibility to build something amazing just evaporates into thin air. Each time you choose the young and shallow, the safe and simple, the sex and superficial, your soul shrinks. How about that for some alliteration? We all have baggage. Mine is carefully unpacked and displayed as a cautionary advisory and logistical training manual for those who have no idea how to pack. It is my obligation to help them at this part of my life, especially since I have so much to share. You know, I am called to do this. Many are eternally grateful that I help them and that I can still be a valuable um, uh, person. You know, and and so for the right partner, uh, they're going to understand this and they're going to have that vision and heart. Bad things have happened to me throughout my life. And now I am compelled to light the way for others who suffer. I can do my work and still be some substantive um, in, in a way to another person's life in addition to the right man. Maybe we will never find one another. Maybe I will finish this life alone. And so it may be. But perhaps there is someone out there who is capable of real love, who is open, vulnerable, and who has the eyes to see me for all that I am, for all that I have had to be, and all that I may become and be inspired and in awe that I survived it all. Maybe I will be blessed with an opportunity to experience real, authentic, healthy love and commitment for once in my life before my time is up. The clock is ticking. I'll keep the light on. With hope always. You know who. And that's my share for today, that letter to potential partners. Hey, if you meet a new guy, if 
you meet a new gal or a new other um, category of person that you want to date, uh, share this podcast with them to see what they think about it and use it as a springboard for discussion to kind of measure, to kind of make an assessment to see if they're worthy of your time. Because if they're not headed that same direction and if they can't respect what you have been through and how hard you have worked to put yourself back together, then shame on them. They're missing out on something amazing, in my opinion, and that's too bad for them. So let's go on, troopers, marching onwards into the um, wild blue yonder. Yeah. And whatever is waiting for us there, we're going to meet it with gratitude and with an open heart and with faith and optimism and joy in us that we are alive for another day and we are here to help each other in any way we can. And if we meet somebody who's who gets that and can appreciate us for all we are, good and bad and, and beautiful and ugly and just the whole thing, then, hey, congratulations, you have found uh, something that is in rare um, um, supply. Is that how you say that, in rare supply these days? Okay, everybody, I'm going to check out now, and I send much love to all of you. Go to my website, NARC Troopers, which stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. Go to NARC Troopers and you've got lots of articles. You've got a podcast channel. If you don't like to, um, you know, uh, sit down and read, then listen to these podcasts. You can listen to them wherever you are. Give you a little, give yourself a little extra boost. And I've got a, some video vlogs and some other stuff on there too. Okay, um, hang in there. It's going to get better, I think. You know, like I said, everything is really bumpy all around us. So we have to uh, look up, keep going, hope for the best, and do not uh, stumble, fall, and then just lay there. Like that commercial where they say, I'm falling and I can't get up. Don't be that person. Get up. Get up and get on. We are stronger and better than that. And you don't want to go out like this with a narcissist. Uh, ripping you to shreds and and um, ending you. No, that's not how it's going to end for you. <clears throat> you deserve better. So let's go get it. Okay, much love. Bye. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 